the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. How about them Steelers? Yeah, it's uh, Steeler Monday, and once again, this isn't a sports show, but you know what? Um, This is one of those days when I kind of wish it were a sports show because then I wouldn't feel obligated at all to talk about Brett Kavanaugh and Dr. Ford. Oh, it's just nonstop. I mean, I understand it's a big story, you know, Supreme Court and all that stuff and sexual harassment, uh, sexual assault and Me Too and blah, blah, blah. But, um, I mean, please, it, it takes a lot for me to feel embarrassed for liberals in the media when they get overly emotional and ridiculously biased, which they tend to do about every eight minutes. But what I saw over the weekend, uh, uh, when I could stand to have MSNBC or CNN on for more than a few minutes, was about as embarrassing as it gets. And, you know, um, I have been making an effort, and uh, I figured that, you know, when you do a show like this, before I was doing the show, I would watch almost exclusively Fox because I just had no reason to have to put up with MSNBC or CNN. But I started, you know, in the last few weeks, started thinking, I really should watch MSNBC and CNN once in a while just to see what they're doing. And and maybe to, not only for that, just for purposes of the show, but, to, you know, maybe there's a perspective that it's I should be getting. I shouldn't be watching Fox only. And I can't do it. I I, I try. I try. I just can't do it. I, I, I don't last more than a couple of minutes. And, I, and maybe someone who is uh, as liberal as I am, conservative, turns Fox on and feels exactly the same way because maybe they hear the same things all the time. But I, I keep hearing the same things on uh, MSNBC and CNN. And it's just so predictable. And it's the same, not just not so much from their guests, which is also pretty predictable, but just the the panelists and what they say it's just it's and it's just it's just bad television is what it is, and it's it's unbearable I can't watch it, so I'm sorry, I try I'm telling you I try and i I'm going to have a couple examples here later uh, after our break, a couple examples of some things I heard today, and you don't it's it's amazing I'll turn it on and I'll say, okay, I'm going to just listen to this and see what they're saying. It's like a minute and a half. I hit the mute button, and I, I, I start looking at my phone or something, and I just glance up at the TV to see if there's something on the graphic that might catch my attention to make me watch. I, I can't do it. Uh, it's just it's, it's so bad. But, um, you know, I, I, what I saw over the weekend when I could stand to watch was just – it was just unbelievably embarrassing, and I'll get to more of that after we take the break too. Uh, but speaking of embarrassing, now how about them Steelers? Uh, they're one, two, and one. They probably should be one and three with a loss to the Browns. They got a break on a missed field goal. They could have won that game too as easily as lost it. But they could very easily be one and three, and in uh, last place behind the Browns, who almost won another game yesterday. And right now they are tied with the Browns. And guess who's getting most of the blame? The head coach, uh, and undisciplined, too much of a player's coach. All the stuff you've been hearing for a while now, maybe some of that is legitimate. I always have to wonder how much of it, uh, the criticism that Tomlin gets, uh, and believe me, I'm not, uh, I try as hard as I can to combat the people who find a racist ev- everywhere they look um, and find examples of it. But I, I don't know if he's a white coach, there, and, 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 you know, obviously there's so many, uh, there's such a high percentage of uh, black players on every NFL team. It's like 67%, something like that. Two-thirds of the players are black. Uh, and you have a black coach, and you have a team that's not doing well, and you have some issues with Antonio Brown and all that stuff. And I, I always I have to watch because uh, I think there's some of that involved in some of the criticism that Tomlin gets. I really do. Um, I think if he were a white coach, you wouldn't be hearing the... the uh, they said that about Cower too, but I, I don't know that you'd be hearing as much about 
uh, him being a player's coach and not nearly as much about his players being undisciplined. And I will say that Cower got a lot of that, and he, he had a lot of guys getting getting out of hand, getting in trouble, Joey Porter, and and so some of that was going on. But I, I just always have to wonder that, and I'm not saying that, that anybody who makes that claim or uh, makes that uh, and has that analysis of what the problem is is a racist and is only doing it because Mike Tomlin is black. I just think there you would be you'd be in denial if you didn't think that there was some of that involved just based on some of what I see on Twitter and all that stuff going on. But that that's going on. Um, and, and then I said may, maybe some of that is legitimate. Uh, matter of fact, some of it is. But I, I do. I still think that some of it is also can be attributed to the fact that it's a black coach with black players, and it it may not be racism as much as it is just um, I don't know if it'd be stereotyping or um, I, I don't know what you would call it. But it's it's it, if it were a I don't know. I just I just think it's there. I don't know. I don't want to get too deep into it because you know why I'll get in trouble if I keep talking about it. But I, I think there's some of that there. Um, you know, maybe the players are the problem though. Um, you know, maybe they're you know not good enough, and maybe they could use Le'Veon Bell's help. James Conner's a nice story. Uh, you know, coming back from cancer and a, a decent running back, but he's not Le'Veon Bell. And maybe the Steelers should be getting some of the same heat that the Pirates get. You know. Maybe they should have offered Bell more money. They uh, they only ran the ball nine times yesterday, the Steelers. Nine times. That's just ridiculous. You'd have to go back to 1952, when I was four years old, <laughs> to find a team, uh, a Steeler team that only ran the ball nine times in a game. 1952. And you don't want to know. Uh, you think this Steelers team's bad. You don't want to know how bad those teams were in the 50s. Uh, oh, they were bad. Well, Le'Veon Bell has been portrayed as the greedy villain in all this, but uh, you know maybe that's not fair. Maybe he's worth the money he's been asking for. Maybe the Steelers are too cheap, you know, like the Nuttings. Uh, Pirates take all the heat for not wanting to pay their players. You never hear anybody uh, accuse the Steelers of that. And I know they have a salary cap, and it's a different um, financial uh, structure and all that stuff. But still, guaranteed money is guaranteed money. And dead money is dead money. And if the Steelers are unwilling to pay Le'Veon Bell the guaranteed money he wants for whatever reason, uh, why shouldn't why shouldn't cheapness be attributed to to it at least a little bit? Um, maybe it is. And you know when the offense struggles and it's missing a guy who might be the most productive offensive player in the league, which Bell at least was at one point, if not last year, the year before, but he's one of the most productive players in the league. Um, maybe Steelers management and Steelers ownership should be taking the heat. I should mention also that um, you know I, I, I trashed the, the NFL pretty hard uh, in the early weeks of the season and talked a lot about how the the national anthem issue was going to be a big deal. And TV ratings are up. The TV ratings this past weekend were pretty good. Uh, they've had some good games. Uh, the Thursday night game last week was pretty good. Uh, last night's game, I think if you're not a Steelers fan or a Ravens fan, that was still a, a relatively entertaining game to watch for the you know the, the somebody who wasn't rooting for either team. But uh, I don't know I don't know what the ratings were necessarily for last night, but I do know that the Sunday afternoon ratings were good again. I think that's the second week in a row they've been up over last year. So there is that they do have some ratings. Uh, they're they're doing okay in the ratings. Uh, coming up a little bit later, we're going to talk um, some more football. But it's not going to be about the Steelers. It's going to be about the cesspool that is college football. And it's the kind of story that I like to do on this show. Um, I don't know if you've heard about what's going on at the University of Maryland. The coach was put on administrative leave. A player died after a workout back in May. He died like a few weeks later after he went to the hospital. A lot of nasty stuff coming out about that. And the Washington Post came out today with a kind of a summary on what the investigation has found. And we will have one of the co-writers of that author uh, coming up. But also, we're going to talk a little bit uh, when we come back here. Uh, that'll be coming up at 5.30 with the guy from the Washington Post. But coming up, we're also going to talk about the stupidity that is um, uh, the Kavanaugh-Ford discussion and everything. It's mostly mostly Kavanaugh, the stuff they're saying about him. I got. I was going to run a soundbite from Hillary Clinton, but we'll do that when we come back after the break, Aaron. Uh, I got a, a nice little soundbite here coming up from... Hillary Clinton, uh, what she was saying about Jennifer Flowers, I guess, what's that, about 26 years ago? 
We will uh, have that for you and some other stupidity coming up right after the break. John Stoggerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Stick around. Getting close to retirement? Experienced a nice Trumponomics bump in your portfolio? Well, we know the market goes up, and unfortunately, we also know it goes down. Don't risk your retirement to market whims. Learn how you can lock in those gains today by spending time with the team at Marley Financial. Todd Marley and the experts at Marley Financial can help you design a retirement plan that is bulletproof against the market's ups and downs. The team at Marley Financial uses a multitude of different techniques to make sure that you have a retirement plan that is tax-friendly, stable, and worry-free. Oh, and speaking of taxes? Did you know that Marley Financial can handle that too? With all the changes in the tax laws, be sure you're taking advantage of the best possible deduction and make sure you know what adjustments to make for your overall financial picture going forward. Call today for a no-obligation consultation to see just how for 25 years the clients at Marley Financial have never had a retirement plan fail. Call 724-884-1496 today. 724-884-1496 or visit them at MarleyFG.com. Don't pay double for your next home improvement project. Many companies are simply asking too much for windows, siding, and doors. You need at least three estimates. Just make sure Windows R Us is one of them. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows R Us is more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofing, siding, doors, gutters, even shutters and downspouts. You'll love their no-pressure sales approach, straightforward menu-style pricing, and the absolute fastest turnaround in the business. Windows R Us offers offers multiple financing options and will match any competitor's price. No hidden costs or final invoice surprises ever. And their no-loophole full lifetime warranty covers everything, including labor and glass breakage at no additional charge. Mention AM1250 and get an exclusive 10% discount for listeners of this station only. Why pay double? Before you buy, visit windowsruspittsburgh.com. They're more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company. windowsruspittsburgh.com. You know the moment. The homework and dishes are done. Your family responsibilities have been met. The shoes slip off and you lie back. It's that end of day. Ah, That's the relief you'll feel when you rest on the body-comforting orthopedic made locally at the original Mattress Factory. Relief from middleman markups and a hard day's work. The original Mattress Factory. Thoughtfully made, honestly priced. OriginalMattress.com Truth is timeless. At the Original Mattress Factory, our business philosophy is based on honesty and truth, and it never changes. Simply stated, we treat our customers the way we want to be treated ourselves. This means we treat people with respect, we educate rather than manipulate, and we offer genuine value and substantial savings, not simply by saying it, but by proving it with cutaways of our mattresses compared side-by-side with the mainstream brands. Stop by one of our store locations or visit us at OriginalMattress.com to see the OMF difference for yourself. He can smell you from half a mile away. Hear with pinpoint accuracy and detect the slightest motion with a 310-degree field of vision. But with an Oak Ridge hunting blind from Yoder's Backyard Structures, that deer will never know you're there. Solid, silent, scent-controlled, satisfaction guaranteed. This is one perch you won't fall out of. And with Yoder's, delivered and set up free of charge. Take your hunt to a whole new level at yodersbackyard.com. The economy is growing, businesses are hiring, and Americans are feeling good about their future opportunities. Looking to upgrade your career? AM1250 hosts an online virtual job fair, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, every day of the year. Keyword virtual at theanswerpgh.com to find our newest employment opportunities from the comfort of your computer or smartphone. Sponsored by Express Employment Professionals of Robinson Township. The virtual job fair at theanswerpgh.com. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Before we get to uh, quite a bit of stupidity here, I want to just, this is kind of an interesting tweet, uh, getting real quick back to the football for one second. This is from Brett Kiesel, played for the Steelers. Pretty good player. Um, He said, fantasy football killed the game we got to play. That's a pretty strong statement. He says, the amount of... of, uh, I don't know what it is, generated by fantasy. It's an emoji. Oh, I guess um, uh, 
stress, stress, I don't know, I don't know what it is, happiness, I can't see it. Anyway, the amount of whatever it is generated by fantasy is too good for league to ignore. I guess it's money. Uh, it has changed the players, too. They use it as a measuring stick. Grateful I got to play when the game still cared about defense. It's becoming obsolete. If you watched any football, the amount of the offense that's in football now is it's almost getting to the point where it's offensive. Um, but um, I wanted to get this to you: uh, the the, um, the stupidity of the of the stuff that's being said about um, Brett Kavanaugh is just it's beyond belief. But I wanted to before I get to what some of the things I ran across in the media, a couple little things here uh, today. Uh, this is something I, I, that popped up on Twitter today. This is Hillary Clinton, and I want you to notice two things here. What she says, obviously, it's about Jennifer Flowers and the accusations that, that Bill was ha- fooling around with her. Um, but also notice the – this is when she was uh, still uh, kind of hanging around in Arkansas. Listen to her southern uh, – it might be a little bit of a southern twang in there. This is Hillary Clinton talking about Jennifer Flowers. Somebody's willing to pay you one hundred and thirty or one hundred seventy thousand dollars to uh, say something, and you get your fifteen minutes of fame, and you get your picture on the front page of every newspaper, and you're some failed cabaret singer who uh, doesn't even have uh, much of a uh, resume to fall back on, and what's there she's lied about. You know, that's the daughter of Willie Horton, as far as I'm concerned. It's the same kind of uh, uh, attempt to keep uh, uh, keep the real issues of this country out of the mainstream debate. Yeah, you want to keep the real issues, like whether or not uh, Brett Kavanaugh's buddy saw him drunk once when he was in a fraternity in college. You know, I think I saw him stumbling around. He, he slurred his words, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, this is this is from, uh, believe it or not, I don't know why I'm even doing this, but it, it's from The View. And uh, just you know, don't drive off the road. It's only like about 56 seconds. But this just is an example of what's being said. I don't know who... Who I mean, I know who the people are on The View. I don't know all their names, but I, I know Whoopi Goldberg, and some. that's about it right now. But anyway, um, it doesn't matter who they are. This is just what was being kicked around on The View this morning. People are now thinking about more broadly, even Jeff Flake said this, is was he completely honest under oath? Well, is, is there a broader the narrative about uh, drinking habits and aggression um, that were different than he's saying? I mean, he has a roommate that came out last night from uh, Yale. Right, right. And he talks about that. And he and here's what he said. He says his name is Luddington. And he, he said he didn't want to come out. But when he heard his statement under oath, he said mm. he was so... he. It threw him off. It threw him off. Um, And he said that he can unequivocally say this. He said, on many occasions, I heard Brett slur his words and saw him staggering from alcohol consumption, not all of which was beer, by the way. When Brett got him drunk, he was often belligerent and aggressive. On one of the last occasions, I purposely socialized with Brett. I witnessed him respond to a semi-hostile remark, not by diffusing the situation, but by throwing his beer in the man's face and starting a fight that ended with one of our mutual friends in jail. But they're not investigating. You know... Uh, <laughs> uh, that's uh, he. This kid. He was a kid when he's. He's a, not a kid now, obviously. But when he was a kid in college, he saw Brett Kavanaugh drunk, and he and Brett was actually slurring his words. Now, I went to college in the '60s and the '70s. I went to four colleges in six years, and I never graduated. Uh, the last one I went to, it wasn't. Be, it was because of, they were treating me unfairly. It wasn't my fault. Uh, but um, I, I was at Kent State in, in the early 70s. Um, I was a member of a fraternity. I don't know anybody who was in the fraternity who I didn't see drunk and slurring words at one point or another. Every single guy that I can think of was, and some more than others, but every single one. I, was, I don't drink now. I haven't for 40 years, longer than that. Um, I only drank to get drunk in college. That's why, that's the only reason, because everybody else was doing it. I never really liked it, still don't. I don't like, the, I'd rather drink a strawberry milkshake than the best wine you can find. I don't care about any of it. So I haven't, I think the last beer I drank was in like 1973. So I don't care. And I don't care if you want to drink, it just never meant anything to me. But I was drunk in college, and there's somebody out there who saw me stumbling around. There has to, I know there are. Um, and I wasn't, I wasn't doing it every day, and I wasn't doing as much as a lot of other people. But there's no question that there are people out there 
who could disqualify me from ever becoming a, a, a Supreme Court justice because they saw me drunk when I was in college. I, I, I just, I, you know, I, I, I can't, I could not avoid it. That's, it's out there. It's the truth. And so these people are talking about this as though it, it matters that this guy was in a fraternity in college and he, he was drunk once in a while. I, I know it's tied in with his, his, um, his testimony when he was trying to downplay his drinking, but it, it, it was, I don't think he ever claimed that he never was drunk. I know he didn't, and I don't think he was ever claiming that he didn't, didn't drink a lot at times. Uh, my guess is that he would never dream that anybody would think that what he did in college was even worth talking about because everybody did it and it was nothing. But now these idiots on The View are talking about it like this proves that he's a liar. And he should not be trusted, and he can't be on the Supreme Court because he didn't tell us about the time his roommates saw him slurring his words back in 1984 after a football game. Uh, it's it's unbelievable. This is this woman is uh, she was on MSNBC today. Her name is Jill Wine Banks. Interesting <laughs> name is Wine. I didn't make that up. Wine Banks. W I N E Banks. Uh, maybe it should be W-H-I-N-E. I don't know, but her, that's her name. She's a former assistant Watergate special prosecutor. Uh, and she, I, why she was on there, I don't know, but here she is. If they don't have the facts, how can they possibly determine if he's qualified? And I do think drinking is a major issue. And we have evidence at least going into 98. It is an anonymous accusation about his pushing a woman in a sexual manner, in an abusive manner. That may be linked to drinking. So we need to know if this is someone who still has a problem. Uh, maybe we should find out if everybody in Washington has a drinking problem. And check everybody. Let's follow them around. And by the way, the reference that she made there to um, uh, the pushing up against the wall, that was a, an anonymous, I don't know if it was a phone call or a, uh, an email or a letter or whatever it was, but there was never a name put to it. Never. And the fact that... Um, the fact that in on national television for NBC, it's MSNBC, but it's the NBC news operation, that someone would go on there and use that reference without mentioning, by the way, that uh, you know it was a it was an anonymous, um, meaningless phone call, whatever it was. Without mentioning that, it just shows you what where what what used to be journalism has gone. I mean, it's just how does how does someone who's a former assistant Watergate special prosecutor, uh, which I don't know if she's done anything since. That's like forty five years ago. I guess she's still living on that. I don't know, but I I I just how, how do you even reference that? And that was laughed at. That was laughed off the stage about fifteen minutes after it surfaced. But it's still out there on MSNBC. And they're still talking about the uh, why the FBI hasn't investigated the claims of, of, of uh, Kavanaugh organizing gang rapes when when he was in I don't know if that was college or high school, um, and it's just it's it's college guys were in college they drank you know they did things maybe that grossed out the girls every once in a while you know. If uh, I, I, I'm guessing that you could find the little sisters of a fraternity or two around the country. Uh, ask them if they were, you know, if they ever were at a party and guys did things to gross them out. And you know what they did? They laughed because it doesn't matter. They're drunk. They're in college. It, you know, obviously, when it gets to the point, when it gets to the point where it's assault, you know, it, uh, uh, sexual harassment, it's a little bit different. But. It's it's just these guys. Well, how long are we going to talk about this? Get this investigation over. Have the vote. Like, how about tonight at six? Okay, so so we don't have to hear about this stupidity anymore. And the people who are talking about it in the media can stop embarrassing themselves, which is what they've been doing. And I, I'm sure they're doing it on Fox too. If they're spending more than 15 seconds talking about it, they're embarrassing themselves. Um, just get it over with. End the investigation, get in there, vote, and just give America a break and never talk about Brett Kavanaugh again for like six months, no matter what he does. We'll be back. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell is promising a vote this week on the Kavanaugh nomination. 
But he says Democrats will not stop at the conclusion of an FBI probe into Judge Brett Kavanaugh. He believes confidentiality and innocent until proven guilty ideas are out the window. And if you're a nominee whose judicial philosophy Senate Democrats deem to be objectionable, no centuries-old standard of presumed innocence will protect your name, your family, or your reputation from irreparable damage. Meanwhile, Republican Senator Jeff Flake is stoking new speculation about a possible presidential run as he emerges in the central figure in the explosive debate over Judge Kavanaugh. On Wall Street, the Dow up by 193 points, but the Nasdaq dropped 9, the S&P up by 11. This is SRN News. Pat Boone here again for Relief Factor, the company that's helping thousands of people, just like my wife Shirley and me, deal with all kinds of occasional aches and pains. For years, Shirley struggled with her neck and her shoulder pain kept her from sleeping through the night. A lot of people, just like Shirley, struggle with aches and pains due to aging or exercise. Why don't you order the three-week quick start? It's now only $19.95, and let's see if we can get you out of pain, too. Go to relieffactor.com. When it comes to your identity and devices, there's no soundtrack to let you know you might be in danger. That's why you need new LifeLock with Norton Security to look out for the silent threats of today's digital universe. No one can prevent all identity theft or cybercrime or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock detects threats to your identity, and Norton protects against online threats. Join now and get 10% off your first year plus a $25 Amazon gift card with annual enrollment. Just go to LifeLock.com and enter promo code SMART. Terms apply. You're now witnessing the far left at its worst, willing to lie, even steal, to keep Republicans from winning the next election. They turn the Kavanaugh hearings into a circus. They've unleashed the hounds on President Trump. Anonymous editorials accuse Trump of being unhinged with no specific evidence. Books describing chaos. One member of the mainstream media now claims Trump is more dangerous to America than 9-11. Really? Just because they lost? This has got to stop. AM 1250, The Answer. From coast to coast, from sea to shining sea, it's a beautiful country out there. Discover it all in a new RV from Camping World, America's number one RV dealer. At your local Camping World, you'll find over 350 new RVs in stock, an ever-changing selection from America's top brands, including favorites like Coleman and Mallard of every class and size, all at wholesale prices. Say hello to a whole new world. Visit CampingWorldOfPittsburgh.com. Now this is a great house. My aunts would love this. Great place to raise a colony. Lots of wood, great trees, and taste this mulch. Mm. Moist, delicious, plus you've got great neighbors, the termites and carpenter bees. What about the place across the street? Well, since the bug muggers came, nobody goes there anymore. The bug muggers? I hate those guys. They're ruining the neighborhood with their kid-friendly, pet-safe solutions and 250 years of combined experience. It's killing us. Anyway, come out back. I'd love to show you the wood deck. Got pests? Call the bug muggers of Santa Products Pest Control. When they move in, pests move out. 412-322-5900. It's been 43 years since the fall of Saigon. Over 58,000 never made it home. The ones that did returned bearing wounds that never really healed. It's time to change that. October 10th through 14th, the American Veterans Traveling Tribute Vietnam Wall comes to Murraysville Community Park. At over 360 feet long, this 80% scale replica of the Vietnam Memorial in Washington, D.C. is the largest and most exact of its kind. Not a single name has been forgotten. Open 24 hours a day, the American Veterans Traveling Tribute Vietnam Wall is free and open to the public. This October, join a grateful community in honoring our veterans, and let's move forward together. Details under events at murraysville.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. On the Parkway East, we are seeing some delays on the inbound side of the Parkway East from 2nd Avenue to the Fort Pitt Bridge. Outbound Parkway West, that's heavy Fort Pitt Tunnel to Green Tree. An accident in Hayes Baldwin Road near Glass Run Road. Also a crash in West Mifflin, Lebanon Church Road at Regis Avenue in Wilkinsburg. A crash Penn Avenue at Graham Boulevard. I'm Jenny Robinson on AM 1250, The Answer. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. Warm and humid tonight, becoming cloudy with a shower in spots mainly in the laurels later on. 
low 65. A lot of areas of fog forming late and to start tomorrow as well. Otherwise, tomorrow more clouds and sun with a couple of showers and heavy gusty thunderstorms around mainly in the afternoon and evening. Warm and humid with a high 75. Lingering clouds low 65 tomorrow night. Warm and humid again Wednesday. Clouds and sun with a high 77. I'm meteorologist Frank Strait on AM 1250. The answer. Warning. Listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. A few weeks ago, we told you the story about Maryland football player named Jordan McNair died back in June. He had collapsed after a practice in May. ESPN did a major story on the program and what was described as a, a toxic environment uh, under the coach, uh, DJ Durkin. He was eventually put on administrative leave. And a former Pitt assistant, uh, Matt Ca- Canada, was named interim coach. And he's there now as the interim coach. There was a six-week investigation. Yesterday, the Washington Post ran a story on the results of that investigation. Roman Stubbs is one of the co-authors, and he's here right now. Roman, thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. So okay. you, you, you wrote about multiple tales of depression, uh, fear and humiliation used as weapons, players being ridiculed, taunted, some workouts that push players way beyond their limits. So why did it take one of the kids dying for all this to become public, if that was going on there? Well, yeah, I, I think that I think that the death of Jordan McNair obviously uh, opened up a lot of... Uh, uh, channels obviously for people to talk. Uh, this is things, these are things that we're hearing, um, that, that former players, former parents of players, um, are telling, um, investigators. Um, obviously one thing that we try to, um, get through in the article is that there's a, there's more than a hundred players on a team. Um, and, and, and it's, it's now charged of the investigators to figure out, um, how they're going to weigh um, uh, you know, disgruntled complaints, um, players who maybe aren't in the program anymore, but who describe uh, a toxic culture. And then also just players who support, um, DJ Derek and the coach and, and the uh, atmosphere that he fostered. So, um, there's a lot of things in there that, that we try to convey is, 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 um, obviously these are the things the investigators are trying to get to the bottom of. And then also, um, just how difficult this um, process has been, and how difficult it's going to going to be to weigh um, all of these different voices that um, are, are going on the record for now. And so, uh, it seems to me, and, and this seemed to be the uh, at least part of the tenor of your story, is that it's it's, it's kind of a um, debate about whether this stuff was toxic or just you know typical football stuff used for motivation, and it worked. Right. Yeah, I think that the bottom line is, is obviously there's been kind of two separate um, um, situations here. You've had the situation and the circumstances, you know, f- surrounding Jordan McNair's death. Obviously, the school has come out and said, look, we accept moral and legal responsibility for his death. Um, we did not take his vitals. We did not uh, perform cold water immersion when we should have. Um, you know, we accept culpability. Um uh, uh, for his death. Now, the, the, I think the, the situation the Board of Regents at Maryland are trying to figure out is, is if whether the broader culture is tied to that death or at least led to um, that death. Um, and obviously, um, there, are, there are plenty of stories, plenty of players who are now going on the record and telling investigators that, look, yes, what we experienced was very abusive. Um, it did cross a line and, and this this argument about um, while well, this happens in every college football program is is mute for a lot of players who now have mental health issues stemming from their time at Maryland, um, who have PTSD issues from their time at Maryland, and who um, you know who have are having lingering effects from their experience here. Obviously, that's not every player, but we're hearing um, plenty of voices step up and say, "Look, this is this is what we experienced, and this is why we left." Yeah, I mean it's not Afghanistan; it's college football. Um, yeah. you, you got one. You got one mother. You quote her as saying that uh, the coach Durkin is a psychopath who thinks he's God. I mean, there are a lot of coaches who think they're God, by the way. But uh, you know, they they try to contain themselves a little bit. Yeah, look, I mean, it it, it, it the, the article tries to also 
get at the fact that obviously, like I, I said earlier, it's it's trying to strike a balance um, and, and and obviously uh, illustrate that there are a lot of people who are supporting DJ Durkin right now. There are voices in that story that uh, make clear that um, DJ Durkin was fostering a really healthy um, and, and constructive culture at Maryland. He was pushing players, but pushing them for the right reasons is what we heard. You know, we, he, even though he remains on administrative leave, he went to the hospital the other day to visit one of his um, uh, players who uh, is out for the season uh, with an injury. Um, uh, so he's, he's, he's had a lot of support, but he's also had a lot of players come out and say, look, him and Rick Cord, the strength coach, um, really created an abusive culture uh, and, and, and created a really toxic environment that just became so overwhelming on a day-to-day basis. And, and um, so that's, that's something, again, that the investigators are going to have to weigh, um, and, and I'm sure they're deliberating about that right now. Well, yeah, you, you mentioned him going to visit a kid in, in, in the hospital, but it made me think about a part in your story where you talk about some players, you know, they're, they're treated like kings, and others being treated like dirt, and the the players from both groups being aware of the other, so that you know, that caused this. That was used as motivation, I guess, too, to show if, yeah. you know, if you do the right thing, we're going to really take care of. You. If you don't, we're not. Yeah, and I, I think that to add context to that, you know, the the Champions Club is what Maryland has called it. Uh, had been written about quite a bit. Um, even us, we we've written about the Champions Club over the, the two years that he was here. And it, it was, it was almost a, um, it was a reward for players who did all the right things, who went to class, who, um, who, uh, uh, showed up on time to workouts, who worked hard. Durkin tried to reward them, uh, with this club. And, and, but what a lot of former players are telling us is that, um, it wasn't, it, it was players who he, he might've wanted to, get rid of players who he wanted to rid of their scholarship who might have been um, on the other side of that spectrum, not just players who weren't uh, performing well. Um, and so I don't think there's any doubt that um, Durkin was a very divisive uh, figure in that program. Um, you know, I think he came in and he said, look, I'm going to change the culture. Obviously, he had a, a very, very hard uh, charging approach. Um, and, and, and the bottom line is, is, is that now we're seeing that, yeah, there are a lot of people split on D.J. Durkin, and, and investigators have to weigh all of that for sure. I'm talking to Roman Stubbs of the Washington Post. A good story there. You can check it at their website about the uh, the horrors uh, being reported at the University of Maryland and their football program. Um, and, uh, you know, where's the, where's the NCAA on this, uh, Roman? Yeah, the NCAA has been relatively quiet about all of this. Obviously, they have, um, you know, Maryland has had an opportunity um, based on NCAA recommendations to revamp their um, their their medical model and make it more independent. Last year, the president of the university said, "No, we don't want to do that." Um, that's something that we reported about a month ago. Um, so there are there is there is a relationship there to the NCAA. There is. Um, uh, there is uh, uh, NCAA's presence in this, but the NCAA hasn't weighed in on any of this. Um, they're letting uh, the university and the Board of Regents conduct this, their own investigation here, and and, and I'm, I'm sure we'll, we'll figure out what the NCAA will do about it um, after this investigation is wrapped, and, and um, it'll just be another layer to the story for sure. And you uh, write about mealtime movies there, uh, and it wasn't exactly entertaining. And fun. No, but to make clear, there were um, there was a wide range of things shown uh-huh. uh, um, on the projector in the cafeteria uh, during meals. Um, you know, it could have ranged from you know uh, loud music videos to um, horror movies to animals killing each other uh, to kind of get players um, into the mindset of of, of um, you know this mindset that one player described as kill or be killed and a kind of an attacking mindset, um, certainly a disturbing, uh, detail in that story. Um, you know, it, it was made clear to us that this did not occur every day, but it occurred consistently. And it's, it's another thing that, um, it, it, it affected some players and, and some players, um, did not view it as, as a, 
as a healthy thing for them, and and um, it's it's uh, definitely part of of the narrative that that maybe there was um, maybe the investigators are hearing that there truly was a toxic culture there. What was Durkin selling these kids to get them to come to Maryland? And and how did they, you know, uh, I'm picturing a kid coming there for a recruiting trip. And if this stuff is going on, it's either it's either hidden from the recruit or it's shown to the recruit to try to sell them to come there. But uh, if these guys are, are, are you know, telling you these stories and, and telling the investigators these stories about what a what a, the horror stories that they uh, experienced, weren't they telling the recruits when they got there? Hey, don't come here, kid. You know, I'm trying to get out of here. Well, yeah, DJ Durkin's obviously brandish a reputation for being an excellent recruiter. Uh, I mean, in the two years that he took over at Maryland, he had uh, two of the top uh, rated classes in the history of the program. Um, So he was bringing in highly talented players, and I think he was doing it with um, kind of a message of of, of rebuilding uh, this program, giving young players a chance to play early, and, and um, obviously, there's a new facility. There's kind of a there was a new feel around the team. Um, there's a new culture in place. But I think he made it really clear in the living rooms that um, that he was going to take care of uh, the kids, that he cared about the kids a lot, and that they were going to get a fair shake from him. They're going to get a chance to prove themselves. Obviously, um, how he probably approached recruiting was not the same as what was inside the facility. There's so many different. There's so many different things that happen inside that football facility every day in, in terms of uh, uh, working out with the strength and conditioning staff and going to meetings and and uh, eating and, and all of that. A lot of that isn't um, something that falls under interactions with Durkin. So um, it's a nuanced situation. It's a complex situation, but um, I don't think there's any doubt that he was able to re- recruit really well and whatever message he was selling was working for sure. Talking to uh, Roman Stubbs of the Washington Post. Uh, a couple more minutes here, Roman. Um, how much dis- uh, support does Durkin have? I mean, you would think from hearing what you're saying here today and what I read in that uh, in in your story that you know how could a guy ever come back to this job? But there's also some support out there for him, isn't there? Yeah, he's got a ton of support. He's 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 got a lot of support from um, you know the 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 community of high rank, uh, ranking boosters. Uh, 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 who have come out and supported him over the past few weeks, I don't think are nudging. Um, I think there's a lot of people that believe that he has been made out to be a scapegoat and that um, that, that, that this didn't fall on him. And, and I think at the end of the day, when the Walters report came out last week and we heard about all of the things that contributed to Jordan McNair's death, the, the one thing that made it really clear with that commission was um, – where at least President Lowe spoke, uh, Damon Evans spoke, the athletic director, and then Rod Walters spoke, the guy who architected the um, the report, is is that, you know, this didn't fall on uh, DJ Durkin. This fell on the strength and conditioning staff and the medical staff. Um, so there was a clear effort, I, I believe, um, to, to try to shift or at least try to not blame DJ uh, Durkin for the death of Jordan McNair. Now, that we will wait and see what this investigation uh, reveals, whether um, the, the investigators decide or the commission decides that there was a toxic culture or there wasn't a toxic culture. But, uh, you know, the bottom line is that um, there's there's a lot of agendas right now, and, and it's, it's um, you know, it's become a kind of a really political and, and nuanced situation for sure, top to bottom. You know, I, I guess I'm, I'm not surprised to hear that a coach is uh, not exactly following the, the buck stops here philosophy. Um, so what's going to happen to the football program there? Well, it's wait and see. I mean, they had a bye this week. They got Michigan next weekend. Um, you know, I think that, you know, the interim coach, Matt Canada, has been kind of placed in a, uh, a really impossible situation. Um, you know, this is a really, really – uh, unprecedented year for them. Uh, it's, it, you can even argue it's pretty remarkable that they've, they've been able to win three games so far. And, and obviously they're trying to tune those things out. But the bottom line is, is that, um, it, it, the program remains in limbo. Uh, you know, the border regions are supposed to meet on, uh, October 19th, which is still a ways away. Um, we believe that that might be the time frame or the time area in which decisions are made on DJ Jerkins fate um, and, and possibly other 
pe- uh, people involved with the university, their fate, uh, whether that's President Lowe or the athletic director, Damon Evans. Um, there's been speculation there. So um, we don't exactly know what that timeline looks like at this point. We know that the investigation is supposed to wrap up uh, pretty soon, uh, within the next week or so. Um, and, and obviously all the findings will determine uh, DJ Durkin's fate and the direction of the football program. i got 10 seconds. Just Can you tell me, uh, would you bet on him getting his job back? You know, I think I, think I don't see, I don't envision uh, DJ Durkin being able to come back. Um, but obviously that's, that's not for me to weigh in on. Um, I, I think he has a lot of support. I also think that with the death of Jordan McNair, um, it just, it, it just seems so unlikely to me that he'd be able to come back and, and be able to go into living rooms again and tell parents that, um, they can trust him bringing their kid to college park. Uh, it's, it's, it's just a situation where I just, it's not plausible to me, but yeah, as this, Candles shown anything can happen. So, no, he he ain't getting in my living room, Roman. I I, I really appreciate you being on here, Roman Stubbs, Washington Post. Yeah, great jo- great me. job on the story, by the way. Thank you, thank you, appreciate it. Thanks uh, for having me. Okay, that's Roman Stubbs. We'll be back. are just fantastic. Many of you know or have worked with our friend Todd Marley at Marley Financial. You also know that they were the first and still the best option for individual health insurance providing both traditional and non-Obamacare plans. But now, they're also offering the best group health plans in the nation. Typical savings of up to 40%. Small, medium, and even large groups, Marley has got you covered. Giving you and your employees access to national networks where you can go to any hospital, Highmark, UPMC, Mayo Clinic, or even Johns Hopkins. Marley gives you the power to choose what's best for you and your employees, whether they're W-2 or 1099 subcontractors, without the usual headaches of things like minimum participation or employer contributions. Call Marley Financial now at 724-884-1496. That's 724-884-1496. And find out what it's like to work with the most innovative agency in Pennsylvania. 724-884-1496 at MarleyFG.com. You know the moment. The workday is over. Your daily responsibilities have been met. The shoes slip off and you lie back. It's that end of day. Ah, That's the relief you'll feel when you rest on the body-soothing serenity made locally at the Original Mattress Factory. Relief from middleman markups and a hard day's work. The Original Mattress Factory. Thoughtfully made. Honestly priced. OriginalMattress.com Did you know that when you buy a mattress from a retail store, that mattress is being sold for the second time? What do I mean? Well, the manufacturer sells the mattress to the retailer, who in turn sells it to you with costs and markups for both parties. At the Original Mattress Factory, we have our own factory right here at our store. So the mattress you buy is being sold for the first and only time. That's why our prices are hundreds less than the mainstream mattress brands. Stop by one of our factory locations or visit us at OriginalMattress.com to see for yourself. The one thing I loved about working with him, we got to pray with our patients. And I could do that without feeling like I was going to get in trouble. At the medicine shops in Oakmont and Penn Hills, nurse practitioner Joyce Gibb continues the legacy of pharmacist, mentor, and friend Joe DiMatteo. And many people, you cannot cure them or make them truly get well if they have something down deep that they haven't ever addressed. Stress affects your whole body. Like when I get stressed, I have between my shoulder blades, my muscles get tight. Some people, it's Some people it can be a rash. Some people their immune system is down. So we address that too. But you have to address the root causing that stress for them to truly heal. One of the things I'm very humbled by is that many of the people that Joe and I saw together, they're still coming to see me. And I just really appreciate that. And I'm going to try to have the same empathy and love and caring that he had. I just love it. It's my dream job. It's what I've always wanted to do. Every day is different because not everybody's the same. Call for a consultation today. 888-865-9595. Healthy pets, healthy people, focusing on a natural, holistic approach for human and animal wellness. Host Dr. Edmund Sokowski and his guests discuss various topics on health and wellness for us and our companion animals. Airs each Saturday, live from 9 to 10 in the morning on 1250 AM, The Answer, giving you the opportunity to call in with your questions. A healthy pet is a happy pet, and being healthy makes people happy. Tune in, listen, learn, be well. 
Over two-thirds of Christian young people will step away from their faith while attending a non-Christian college or university. But AM 1250 The Answer and Salem Media Pittsburgh have a solution. Salem Media Pittsburgh has partnered with Judson University, a private Christian college, in offering a limited number of special grants designed to decrease the cost of tuition by over half. These tuition grants are available now. Call our tuition solution specialist at 412-503-4769 to reserve yours. The John Steiger Wall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. How about some stupidity from a college, I think it's a college campus, yeah, uh, this is over there across the pond in uh, Great Britain, um, Cambridge University, uh, no more clapping at the NUS uh, conferences, that's the National Union of Students a ban on loud expressions of joy at NUS conferences is the latest in a string of anti-exclusionary policies implemented by the union. The NUS claims whooping, cheering, and clapping are exclusionary to deaf people at the conference. Wouldn't talking also be exclusionary? How about music? Um, did a, I, I'm not. I, I'm not diminishing what you know the problems that a deaf person has, but. Um, if you're deaf, do you really want to be, um, I don't know, condescended to to that point? I, I don't. I don't get it. They have warned anyone who does not adhere to these rules will face quote consequences. Clapping, but here's the thing: I don't get. Local expressions of appreciation are suspected in to quote trigger anxiety among attendees. <laughs> The the NUS recommends people express their support of speakers through quote unquote jazz hands. Anybody know what jazz hands are? Is that that what that is? Wait, okay. That a <laughs> uh, which has been. I'll tell you what. If you go into a, a group and you see them when someone's speaking and everybody's doing jazz hands, call someone with a lot of a, a, a good number of nets to come o- go over to your place. Put the nets over people and quietly and gently take them away to a really safe place. Maybe with coloring books and crayons. This is where we are over there in Cambridge. Goodbye. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of AM 1250 The Answer and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.